Welcome to the UFC Commentaries UFC 1 edition. I'm Chris Horvardell. He's Greg Crone. And this used to be blind spots, but we're changing up the format this weekend. Along with that comes a, a change in the title. Gregory, I'm excited about what we've got coming up. A little rebrand. I like it. Yeah, you know, we uh, we kind of danced around this in these these last couple of episodes, talking about how amazing these early UFCs were, and you know, I've never seen them, so it just kind of made sense. We're gonna what we're gonna do. This is gonna be you know moderately interactive with you, the listener. We're gonna go through from the beginning. You know, starting at UFC one. I have uh, I have UFC Fight Pass open. Greg has UFC Fight Pass open. I'm sure a lot of these fights are uh, – you can probably find them on YouTube if you don't have UFC Fight Pass. And we're going to go fight by fight. And I'm going to watch them, and we're going we're gonna to do a commentary over it. Uh, most of the time, it will be talking about what's actually going on on the screen, but I'm sure you know things will get away from us from time to time. There will certainly be outside banter. Yeah, but it's going to be fun. It's uh, There's no shortage of stuff for us to watch. I, I think we would have to do like – God, what, like four a week for us to catch up at some point in the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about like 20, 24 plus years of <laughs> of stuff. I mean, the UFC started in 1993, and that's when the first event was. I mean, granted, they were way more sparse, you know, yeah. going from one to two, you know, up through the years to now where there seems to be a pay-per-view almost every month, if, if not sometimes twice a month. Mm-hmm. So. There's definitely definitely some interesting interesting stuff to go through. Yeah, we're still kind of you know this is a it's a work in progress and we're still figuring out things on the go. But yeah, I mean we're starting at UFC one. What are we what are we currently on UFC like two oh eight? No, the next one is UFC two ten in April. So uh, yeah, so we have got two hundred and ten weeks until we catch up. Well, you know, we'll uh. And that's not even counting, like, fight nights and things like that. Right. You're talking just pay-per-views. Right. The, the amount of content is legitimately – it's actually insane to think how many fights they've put on over the course of, of the UFC's run. Like, the amount of cards, you know, fight night cards, you're coming up on almost 110. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, UFC on Fox, which is an even separate thing. You're talking – they've had 20-plus of those events. I, there's a lot of different things you can look into and talk about. Yeah. So what we're saying is we're going to, this is not like, we can't even do this daily and hope to catch up. We have to do multiple episodes a day for us to catch up to our UFC is right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm ready for it. If you are, it's uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I told you earlier, I was super excited to get this going. Yeah. You actually went back and watched it. I, You've seen all this stuff before, and I'm starting to lose my voice, which concerns me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> you've seen all this stuff before, whereas for the most part, yeah, this will all be brand new to me. I've never, you know, I I don't know that I've watched an entire UFC fight uh, in my lifetime. I've certainly never sat through an entire UFC card. <laughs> yeah, I went through and got just a little bit of a refresher. I mean, I remember, you know, as we get into it, you, you start to recognize names if you if you follow the UFC really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll recognize names as, as you go, but there's some of the, the one-off guys, especially in the early days, there, there's, there's some, some interesting stuff that went on. All right. Well, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be interesting to see what this does for my overall interest level in, uh, in UFC, which uh, 
<laughs> because anybody anybody who's listened to the show knows that you know Greg knows a, a ton a ton about this stuff. I know absolutely nothing and don't particularly care to. So as I sit through these these early UFCs and the subsequent ones following, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if I get hooked into this or uh, or what the deal is. But yeah, we're we're gonna find out. And the first fight we have up here in UFC one uh, entitled UFC The Beginning. So gear up your fight pass, gear up your your YouTube, gear up whatever device you're watching this on. Is uh is Gerard Gordeau versus yeah, Talia Tooley? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's about as best as I'm gonna be able to pronounce it, so we'll go with that being accurate. And uh yeah, this is uh this is gonna be fun. This is an eight minute and forty second bout. Uh let's uh <laughs> This is, one, this, is, this is one we've talked about before, right? This is this is this crazy sumo wrestler fighting the. the no, this isn't even. No, nah, this isn't even the. This is not. This is not the true true sumo guy um, that we that we eventually get uh, in in a future UFC. Wait, what? Uh, there's there is there's a guy. His name is Emmanuel Yarborough. Okay. And you, when we get to him. It is the it is the most ridiculous like fight and matchup you could possibly imagine. All right, like <laughs> this. So this happened on Friday, November twelfth, nineteen ninety three, and the it's the description is in the first ever UFC fight event, the six five Dutch, no idea what that word is, karate striker Gerard Cordeau collided with the four hundred pound sumo wrestler wrestler Talia Tuli. No one knew what yeah. was going to happen, and no one could have expected what did. I thought this is what we were talking about. I thought this is the one we were talking about before. This is not, unfortunately. We will get we will get to him, I promise you. And and you will be amazed at the sheer size and magnitude. If you think four hundred pounds is big, Emmanuel Yarbrough will put this dude to shame. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> is, is the word you couldn't is the word you didn't want to even try? Was it Savat? S A V A T E? Uh let's let's I have to No, the the word Go I back. was gonna try was uh K-Y-O-K-U-S-H-I-N. Kyokushin? Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I wasn't not – that's a recipe for failure. I'm just not going to give that a shot. <laughs> and, right. don't, and don't ask me to define that because I have no idea. Let's let's cue this up. Uh, Gregory, are you ready to go? Yeah, I just uh, – the referee stepping in between and shaking everybody's hands. All so. right. Well, you hit pause. Let me catch up to where you are. And uh, and we will. Oh, that's we can't do that. Oh, oh, uh. Yeah, we can. We cannot have. Uh, there will be obviously we will not be sharing any audio or video from these. That is, uh, we we respect the copyright that is the uh, the colossal brand of UFC and would not would not mess with that. Uh, I have, For sure. I have just hit it. I am ten seconds in. So let's uh, let me catch. Are up. you? Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm right at. Uh... The ref kind of given the rules, so. Okay, where what are you time wise? What's the slash? <laughs> well, because it's on my TV, it says ten minutes. <laughs> Interesting. Into oh. the actual event itself. If that okay, makes sense. so are you? So you're just watching the you're watching the 88 minute, uh, the whole broadcast. Yeah, I mean, I can go fight by fight if you want. If you think that's easier. I think that might be a little bit easier. Yeah. All right. You, let, let me oh, just let me we just. We apologize uh, for this. We're we're figuring this out as we go. So. Yeah, this is uh, this is the, those growing pains. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it all worked uh, out. Yeah, 
I think fight by fight is probably going to be a little bit easier because then we have uh, that works for me. We have more tangible things where we can both know exactly where it is. The problem, the the because I'm doing it on my TV. Yeah, it's it doesn't give me like the the like ten minutes, thirty five seconds. It doesn't yeah. give me that breakdown. Okay, but we'll get it all worked out. Yeah. All right. I'm at the walkout minute. Oh yeah, it does actually. I'm a minute fifty is where I'm at. I just quit, did a quick fast forward. I'm still walking in, walking in. Where are you at? So is this, for the record, my interface? And by the way, I apologize for all of this. It's it's going to get much smoother as we figure it out. <laughs> uh, my interface currently says I am at the. There are seven minutes and forty nine seconds left of eight minutes and forty seconds in the fight. So I I'm fifty one seconds into the fight. All right, let me just... And uh, currently on my screen is the big 400-pounder, Talia Tooley, uh, getting close to getting into the ring. Okay, so he's walking. All right, I'm at 40 seconds right now, so we're basically sort of right there. Let me just see here. 47 seconds. 48. <laughs> All right, so... 51. 51 seconds, exactly. Fight is on. Mr. Tooley is coming to the ring with a, a really sweet sweet thing on his head it looks like a potato well, sack I, I love the garb too yeah yeah it looks very, uh, what is that what does that look like oh my god we're, we're looking at the the ultimate fighting championship logo from uh from 1993 mr <laughs> mr Tui is six foot two 410 pounds from honolulu hawaii uh and his wrestling his st fighting style is sumo which is actually, you know, pretty pretty ridiculous because Sumo is basically just like pushing guys around. I mean, I think that's what it is, right? I, I like I'm the not a... I'm sure they would argue that it's more complex than that, but from the outside, <laughs> it certainly does look like that. Now we've got some guy who looks like, you know, he just got in a fight <laughs> in the prison yard coming out behind Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say Broke Hulk Hogan, but I like the Jim Duggan reference better. Uh, I don't, we ha they haven't mentioned this gentleman's name just yet, so we... Uh, we apologize for that, but one can assume it is uh, Gerard uh, Gerard Gordeau. Gordeau. And uh, he's got some sweet karate pants on, some sweet white karate pants. I think he's going to be painting well, after this. Well, that's the that's the craziest part uh, about the old UFCs with the guys who would come in and they're like actual gear. Like it's mm -hmm. it's actually it's pretty ridiculous to be honest. All right, Gordeau. The, the is, weight uh, discrepancy. Yeah, Gordo is six foot five, two hundred and sixteen pounds from Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and uh, his fighting style is savate. <laughs> the the weight differential of almost two hundred pounds. This is this is prime, prime early UFC. And this, uh, I'm guessing, this gentleman, uh, Rich Goins was his name, is not still the announcer. <laughs> no, no, he was he was replaced. Uh, not not super fast, but but. It, it quickly became the job of the now and current UFC announcer, Bruce Buffer. Uh, so, Tyle, Tyle Atuli, he look first of all, he looks furious. He's in the background of the shot, looks absolutely furious, also looks like he's already out of breath. This, uh, this Straight mean mugging. Yeah, this gentleman, Gordo, looks like he just robbed a 7-Eleven. <laughs> He looks like he looks like if you pulled up like, you know, random street fight from like some rural town. That that's what I think of when I see him. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, here's an interesting question for you. As these guys are getting introduced by Rich Goins, so we this fight has about 
you know, five minutes of actual time. How long does a typical UFC fight actually last when it comes to people actually exchanging blows? Oh, well, my God. This, bo- this guy's about- body composition is incredibly weird. <laughs> if you talk about, like, modern day, modern day, most uh, regular UFC fights, three five-minute rounds, so 15 total minutes, um, and then it goes to the judges. Any main event or um, any main event or championship bout is five five-minute rounds. Okay. But back in this time period, you're talking no – there's no time limit. It goes until – like our – like our uh, Pride California sure. organization, it's uh, it's it's till someone either gives up, quits, th- towel thrown in, submitted, mm-hmm. knocked out, basically. Dies, dies. Don't forget, dies. Oh yeah, well, you throw that in there if you want. What are they? What are they checking? They're checking the fingers right now. The referee's checking the fingers. Is that to is that to make sure the nails are cut or what are they? I have no idea what they're checking I, there. I mean, I, that's what it would appear. Uh, you know, now with the gloves and different things like that, I don't necessarily know how. Oh, well, I guess they're fingerless gloves, so they probably still do check that. They just don't make a point of doing it in the middle of the ring, you know, <laughs> right before the fight. It's usually something that's checked probably either in the locker room or, you know, at the um, yeah. like the, 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 the get-ready station. I can't think. They have a specific name for it. All right. This, uh, this fight like, is like about to begin. Spot. This fight has uh, has begun. It things the, are the first ever. Oh my! Oh, this is. It really does look like kind of like a prison fight. It looks like it really does like with some the white supremacist to pick the fight with a giant black guy. Well, that's like the lighting. The lighting is is the best because it's super like low lit and obviously oh. it's technology. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a tough one. That is oof, the follow up right hand. First of all. In in modern modern day UFC. Oh, he's bleeding already. Talia, yeah, Talia that, that in modern is bleeding. Took a kick to the face. Took a follow up punch to the face. Vicious as he was already down against the against well, the whatever it's called the gate with the cage. And now he, I guess he's arguing that he wants to continue fighting. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, that that's essentially what happens here. And and the fact that 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 kick to the face. Sort of showed that no that no rules or regulations situation from from these original UFCs. If that that kick's thrown today, that's an illegal blow. Like you can't do that. That's a, that's cause for disqualification or a termed, you know, a, a no contest. Okay, so um, so it looks like Raymond Luga and D'Angelo Russell are, are dealing with him on the sidelines. <laughs> fat Fat D'Angelo Russell definitely, but Dude. oh, and oh, what did, why are people just people are just coming into the ring now? Is the fight over? I think I think the ref called it on this one. Oh or my god! Trying the, to call that fight it and lasted arguing. ten seconds. That was the brutality of the of the old school UFC. Oh Look at the replay. The, the kick, the kick right to the face, followed up by this vicious right hand. I mean, he's he's obviously knocked out. And you're talking about referees back then. This, this is something that's never been seen in the in America really sure. up to this point. So the ref, first of all, the ref calls timeout. He signals yeah, a timeout, which. Like, I don't Does know, that I don't know what lot? that is. No, not really. Not unless there's some sort of illegal blow. But back then, really, the only illegal thing was like eye gouging. Like yeah. that's the only thing you could say was illegal. Okay, so this. So guy, very, very a interesting. A lot of blood on on the the massive upper body of Talia Tully. He is he's devastated right now. He's being consoled by Fat D'Angelo Russell. Um, <laughs> there are you know wow. So, okay, so let's talk about this in terms of what would and would not be allowed modern day. So Tooley, he he comes at 
at Gordo. Oh my god, that's vicious in slow motion. He, oh my god, he comes at Gordo. And he's knocked out. He, he comes at Gordo, kind of like a, a sumo kind of thing, trying to get his get his weight. Is that Jim Brown? Why is Jim Brown there? It is, it is Jim Brown. All that right. is. I was waiting for you to realize this. Jim <laughs> right. Brown was an early UFC commentator. All right. Well, got to keep busy, I guess. Um, <laughs> All right, so Tully, Tully's now – he's having the the blood wiped off of his face by Ray Mahaluga. Um, he, okay, so here's the replay. He comes at he comes at Gordo and just – he never gets any sort of traction. He goes into the goes into the cage. He's down. As he is down and trying to get back up, Gordo with an absolutely punishing foot to the bridge of the nose it looked like follows that up with a punch to the face and uh, I guess the fight was called – so yeah. let's talk about this in modern day terms. Well, actually, let's let's hold on to that for just one second because we're this fight is going to end in just a this video is going to end in about two seconds. Yeah, so, there it is. <laughs> okay, so this video is done. We're gonna and we've got we'll just autoplay this stuff. Does uh, does Gordo Rogier autoplay in five seconds for you? No, but then you're talking about going. You're jumping from. Um, uh, the first round to the semifinal. Okay, I see, I see. The, ne- the next fight is Rogier versus Zane Frazier. Yes. Okay, so let's let's cue that up right now. And uh, I, I'm loading. I am I am paused at the very beginning. At one second in, let me know as soon as it loads for you. Zane Frazier. What a name. It's a great name. It's a great name. Zane Beatles, offensive lineman from Utah a couple years ago. I am paused at one second. All right, and uh, and we're going to push right now to play. So we, we've got this next fight loading. Now let's talk about what we just saw. So what would and would not be allowed as as uh, Tully went to the went to the cage? Well, well, really, the only thing that wouldn't be allowed is that that kick to the face because you can't kick a downed opponent. Okay. And a downed opponent is basically like if you have any. If you have a, a knee on the mat, and now the rules have they continuously they continue to be modified as, as we go, but mm. but as it stands now, you you have to have if you have a knee on the mat, you can't kick or knee to the head. Okay, let me so, just Kevin Rozier. Kevin Rozier's in this fight, six foot four, two hundred and sixty five pounds from New York, and he's a kickboxer. Go ahead, can't knee to the head. Can't knee or, or kick to a head uh, of a downed opponent. That's pretty much all that you would say was illegal. Also, referee calling a timeout when a guy's clearly knocked out face first and hits the cage that was probably wouldn't happen now. That was bizarre. Okay, coming to the ring right now, and uh, it's, uh, I don't, this guy looks – he does not look interested in this fight. It might be Apollo Creed. I can't tell yet. Looks, he looks very like – I don't know why I'm here, which yeah, is a little no, weird. Yeah, very much so. Like what did I sign up for? This, uh, yeah. this this is a karate. Zane Frazier is six foot six, two hundred and thirty pounds from North Hollywood, California, and his fighting style is karate. Uh, looks much, big dude. Yeah, big dude looks much more interested in the the little promo clip as over his title card than he does actually uh, as he gets into the ring and is uh, fought with the realization that he's going to enter into this modern day gladiatorial event. Um, dude, your boy your boy Rich Goins just just absolutely killing it on the on the mic just I've, <laughs> really I've, bringing a lot of energy oh yeah kinda, i mean obviously like with joe, no kind of looks like joe buck's dumber brother <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, that's great. That's actually like a spot on, a spot on look at at him. All right. Zane, I mean, Zane Frazier slash Apollo Creed getting himself warmed up in the corner. Very, very exciting. Rich Goins continues to just just bring the absolute, absolute non enthusiasm to this card. Um, <laughs> once again, a white a, a white guy fighting a minority, which I think is interesting, and I don't know what UFC was going for. But uh, I don't think that had anything oh, to I think, do I with think it. Well, how do you think? I don't think honestly, it... how do you think these fights were picked in UFC one? Because there were no pre existing rankings or anything like that. I just think they they tried to match up different styles because oh, oh that was God. the whole the whole hook back then was let's see who has the best fighting style so we'll match up you know okay the sumo guy versus the kickboxer the you know the karate guy versus I guess Rogier is also a kickboxer or you know they said he's like five time world champion. Ah, or national champion kickboxer. I have to watch. This scary looking dude. Here. I have to watch what I'm saying here because I don't want to say anything too inappropriate. But Rogier is rocking. It looks like he's rocking a mullet. Um, I mean, I guess it's not a full mullet, but it's definitely headed in that direction. He is making no eye contact whatsoever with uh, with Zane uh, Taylor. None whatsoever. He is ready to go. He looks like he he honestly looks a little special to me. Um, <laughs> it's pure intimidation, you, you know. And the fight is over. <laughs> well, dude, first of all, to come out in that way, like, like hands wide open, yeah. just running, just running at him, trying to get close. Uh oh, yeah, huge gear. Oh, just throwing haymakers. That's, that's, oh, oh, wow, wow. And and Zane is... Zane Taylor is down. Rogier's on top and just <laughs> furiously trying to punch him in the back of the head. Now an elbow. Is, are elbows? Can you just throw an elbow to the back, the small of the back? That's a sweet move. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, you can. Everything was legal except for like eye gouging and biting, basically. All right, so this this uh, Rogier fellow, he is. He's a little bit more athletic than I expected him to be. Just oh, it looks like he. It looked like he took a shot into the special place. Um, <laughs> That's what I thought that looked like too. Yeah, there was I definitely mean, a reaction. Zane Frazier really bringing it right here too. I mean, pressing pressing him up against the cage and just just a uh, uh, booming uppercut right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this so. I'd like to see a, a little bit more action here, a little bit more. Yeah, and by mean, the way, it's a little bit boring because both guys wearing white trunks and uh, what's his name? Rogier's are far too tight for him, and they're also cinched up way higher than they should be. It's like it's the it's, the, it's so the big guy up. thing. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it's the big guy thing because he doesn't want his gut spilling over it. So yeah, it's a, it's an awkward fit for an awkward looking guy, and there really nothing is has changed. It's still. Taylor has Rogier up against the up against the cage. There it looked like he was going for some eye gouging, some uh, punches to the the sternum, the the, the midsection, and uh, wow, this is sh Oof. sheer brutality. Well, uh, and that's that's such a that's such a crazy part about the the like these guys weren't in like tip top shape like no, they are that's now. An so understatement. you you end up you end up seeing a lot of gassing out and a lot of those. A lot of those like weird stalls where they're they're grabbing and holding each other. It's it becomes very uh, I don't want to say boring to yeah. the, to the crowd, but kind of because especially when crowds weren't as educated with grappling and, and those types of techniques, you know, you hear a lot of booze when, when there's not a ton of action. I mean, you still hear that now, but it's well, it's a, pretty crazy. Is that a cut that's opened up on Taylor's shoulder? A fairly significant cut, it looks like. It looks like there's something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I it, can't. What it looks like? That, it, it, it looks ooh. like it's blood. Oh, that's a big shot. And 
Rogier just answers with a wild kick to nothing. <laughs> Taylor throws a punch at nothing. Then they both kick yeah. each other. And it I feels like to me that Rogier's gas. Oh yeah, no, they were there was a period of time where there was forty five seconds where they were basically just hugging. <laughs> They're right back in the hugging. It's great. They they are. I mean, These are two people who genuinely love each other and they respect the each other's fighting spirit. I love how low the cage is. Like we're about to have like a, a WWE style cage match. Like you can get thrown oh, over true. the top. That's, I didn't even notice that. That is absolutely <laughs> true, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, like he he's pressed up against there, and he's he's basically the cage comes up to his shoulder. Okay, so I I, I mean, you probably can't answer this question about a, a very specific rule in a fight that took place uh, some twenty twenty plus years ago, but what 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 do you think would have happened if one of these guys would have just thrown the other guy out of the cage? Because it seems like it's very possible. I'm pretty sure they probably would have just brought it back in and and just keep going. The fight. <laughs> just keep going. I guess. I mean, because it, it's not like it's not like an elimination. You're not royal rumbling in there. I think that's I an think it would have been like heat of the moment. Oh man, this guy is done. Rogier is absolutely spent. He is got <laughs> there, nothing. At there this is point. exhaustion on both sides here that is inexplicable. <laughs> yeah, this is not like, this is not what I expect to see watching uh, these kind of fights because you know these are. And like you said, this is this is the embryonic stages of the UFC, and they don't really know what they're doing, and they don't know how to prepare. But oh, but vicious blows to the back of his head. Taylor seems like he's just ducking. It seems like this fight's probably going to get called pretty soon. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, there's a towel. There's oh, a towel. Just yeah. vicious, vicious stomps to the back of the head from Rogier. Oh, jeez. You can't. You can't really see. You can't really see a guy. You, you know, the corner did a good job throwing that towel in as as Rozier is stomping on the head. Well, it seemed to me, and I don't have a lot of. Well, all right. So we have five seconds left in this. This is this fight is over. They they really don't spend a lot of time post fight, which makes it difficult for us to really wrap that up. But that's just fine. We're gonna go on to the third fight of the evening, which looks like it's gonna be a, a Royce Gracie versus Art Jimerson. This. This looks like something I'm excited to see, just looking at the, the still from this. Oh, and we got Ken Shamrock up next. That's that's fun. All right. Yeah, you start you start to get into names you've actually heard before. All right, let's, uh, let's which have is which is definitely good. Everyone load this uh this this third fight, which is uh Royce Gracie versus Art Jimerson. I am loaded in one second in. Let me know when you're ready to go. I'm pulling it up right now. I love you know what's crazy? Yeah. What's um, like the fact that the fact that uh, I'm in. So once uh, two seconds. All right, fight's on. We're we're going. All right. Title the title screen is up. What what's crazy? Well, the Gracies are essentially. I mean, this this came out years later that that Hoyce's brother. I uh, can't remember which one, but um, basically had the idea for the UFC. Oh wow. Uh, to to kind of prove that the jiu-jitsu stylings were the best, you know, the best martial art out there, and you could beat anyone with it. These guys are, I love the, the Gracie brother lining. train. These guys, yeah, they're Congo yeah. lining into the ring. So that that's they're two hours in, they're two hours spirit. into an open bar wedding. Yeah, exactly, real fun ring. spirit. And, and this guy is in full. Uh, I don't, I honestly don't know which one this is. Uh, we're gonna it's find Royce out. Gracie. This is Royce. Okay, Royce Gracie. Apparently, uh, six foot one, one eighty from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And as the jiu-jitsu fighter is Gracie, and yeah, he was congoing into the into the ring. Yeah, very fun. It beca- 
<laughs> that becomes his sort of staple uh, as he goes. It's well, very interesting, to I, say the least. I like it. Bring, brings a real fun atmosphere to it. I mean, he's from Brazil. It's Carnival. <laughs> it's Carnival. Let's have yeah. some fun. It's, it's, <laughs> it's certainly an interesting tactic. Um, right, this got... is this actually might be my favorite all-time UFC awesome. fighter um, from the early days. Yeah, because the, the ridiculousness that you're about to witness. First of all, he's got his you know his his boxing oh, yeah. robe on yeah. with the hood up, ready to go. He looks intense. Right, but he doesn't oh, have on, a nickname. He doesn't me. have his nickname on the back of the robe. Isn't that, that's what you're supposed to have? Oh, uh, they say it. Oh, I can't remember what it is. It's something so ridiculous. All right, Art, Arch Ernestin uh, is in the ring. It look is this the? Does he have one glove on? Is that what I'm seeing? He has one boxing glove on. All right, one he has boxing one boxing glove. glove on. Very, very exciting here. Uh, so the <laughs> title card coming up. We're gonna learn a little bit about Art Jimerson, which is an awesome, awesome name. Uh, this Dude. is boxing. Is his style from St. Louis, Missouri? Six foot one, 196 pounds. Oh, man. He's also, you know what? I, I know I already used the D'Angelo Russell comparison once, but he's got the D'Angelo Russell eyebrows going. <laughs> he looks like uh, he, look, he looks like every safety from, like, every NFL That's from good. the mid-90s. That's very good. All right, Joe Buck's younger, younger, dumber brother giving the call. Let's, uh, well, I, guess, I don't know. Is Rich Collins older than Joe Buck? This is 20 years ago, so he's probably... I mean, I would have to imagine. Older, dumber brother. God, if the... It, so if if Joe Buck is the next stage of evolution in this family, we really have something to worry about. <laughs> Joe Buck, I love that. So that might be my most favorite comparison. It's uh, it's so ridiculous. Well, I think it, I think he looks a lot like Joe Buck. All right. He really does. He really does. These gentlemen coming to the middle of the ring. Jimerson decked out in black trunks and uh, one boxing glove, and uh, and Royce Gracie on the other side. Uh, previously in karate garb, I, I do not know if he's taken any of that off. They just refuse to show him for whatever reason. No, he he'll stay in the gi for the uh, for the entire entire fight. Um, but what the, possibly be saying the Jimerson one glove. Like is is it's literally the most ridiculous concept. Like what did you? It's it's a bare knuckle brawl. Right. You come in with one boxing glove on. Hey, what's the like, purpose of a what? boxing glove? It it dulls blows. It seems like that would be a negative. I, I mean, I guess the only point would be like when you punch somebody with your bare hand. If you hit the wrong spot on somebody's body, you're almost guaranteed to break the bones in your hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, so true. maybe that's the thought. Where okay, here's my left hand. That's my power hand. I'm wearing a glove because I don't want to break it in the first fight and be done, you know? But right. it's, it's... So some guy who is definitely mobbed up is talking to the these two guys in the middle of the ring, probably explaining it... to them what they're doing, and the fight has, has now begun. This is... This Jimerson looks like... Does he... I mean, it's a boxing background, right? So... Yeah. Because he's got... With he's, wrestling he's, shoes on. He's got, yeah, it's, yeah, he's a... <laughs> might go play a little pickup basketball after this. Um, Dude, first of all, the ref, the ref just came from being an extra in Goodfellas yeah. to now doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just just has no like it's it's so it's so ridiculous. Person keeps keeps fainting. The the faint the faints are really where I I love this because well, I think you have to explain to people most... what what fainting is because that's not it's, oh, he's it's, not falling. Constantly. That's a good point. The just like faking at throwing punches and and. and Acting as if he were to, to let a punch go uh, and sort of just motioning like he was going to, to throw a punch. But literally 
not really doing anything, <laughs> dancing yeah. around and, and trying to trying to get uh, Hui crazy to do something. Which is it's, not it's, going well. He is just standing there. No, it's not. And, and oh, it tags, oh. tags. Oh, got him down. Gracie has a nice little takedown. Yeah. And immediately transitioning into into to top mount, and, and and I mean, you know, this is a dangerous position now for any fighter. Yeah, this just looks like, weird to me. This just looks like he's with, he's with, trying to rape this gentleman. With, with with like almost no knowledge, it might you it might look like that. Um, yeah, but a, it's, more of, it's more of just like this. <laughs> it's more of just a dominant a dominant position where he's not allowing Jimerson to really move or do anything, and basically letting him tire himself out. Now, um, those knee are they, you think those are knee pads or is that just crudely taped knees? I think they're like neoprene sleeves. All right, I don't, like, I don't, I don't think that's gonna do, I don't think that's gonna do much, and it looks like looks like Jimerson's wearing the Air Pennies. To his fight today. <laughs> this is just this, this is literally just two guys laying on top of each other on the ground. One of them just tapped out. No one's clear why. You want to, do you want to tell Jimerson me why? Tapped, Jimerson tapped to nothing. Hoist wasn't doing anything outside of just laying on top of him, which is why that's one of the weirdest tap outs. When I revisited this, I always knew that Hoist Crazy won this because obviously he's you know one of those those big names in the early UFCs. Yeah. Um, and, and the, you know, this is the first true, like, boxer-grappler matchup. But the tap to absolutely nothing outside of just being mounted is, is by far one of the, the craziest finishes that I've ever seen. Is like, it possible legit, just, something just tapped happened? out at nothing. Is it possible hmm? something happened and we just couldn't see it because of the camera angle? Nah, I mean, because both of Hoist's hands were on the mat. I like, I mean, it. Unless I like you're a... entirely ruling it out. You're like, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. And you very well probably right. I just think I think there was a, a level of frustration that for for Jimerson, who's a stand up boxer and just had nothing, no idea what yeah. to do uh, on the ground. Yeah, he was just just, just literally nothing. I'm just not going to win this. Let's he, get out he of here. Couldn't it. get up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So we, we're three fights into this. Uh, it looks like I I don't know. Tanya Harding's mom is talking to some some random gentleman. Oh my god. I, I don't I don't know what they're talking about. We 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 do not have the audio on. <clears throat> yeah, he just looks like he's like, all right, let's go home. It looks like Jimerson's just saying, let's get out of here. I am I'm yeah, physically dominated. Now there's there's he Jim Brown. Enough. Jim Brown is back. Not saying anything. This guy in the middle talking a lot. I I completely forgot that Jim Brown was was a part of this until I rewatched it yesterday. And then it all came back to me, and I was like, "What? Yeah, what is going on?" Well, I like that. Even in, <laughs> I guess, even in what was this? This is a uh, ninety-two or ninety-three. I think we said the they have the the gloves on for the for the blood, and the state the referee's wearing the gloves <clears throat> to keep himself safe, which uh, seems odd because it doesn't seem like there are any particular rules that are being followed in any of these fights so far. And Jim Brown is now <laughs> just waxing on about his time in the NFL. Plus, plus no sanctioning body, really. I mean, you're talking about this is this is from Denver, Colorado, it's some random hall, basically. Right. Um, because you weren't getting anybody to approve this. But the, the the gloves thing, I guess, if you're talking for a sanitary reason, because boxing boxing uh, refs will usually wear gloves. Sure. Um, you know, I guess it makes sense, but it's still it's it's, it's a very interesting look. 
the like full long sleeve with the UFC logo on the back of the shirt. Yeah, very, <laughs> very, very weird. <laughs> Preposterous. Right. So up up next we have Ken Shamrock versus Pat Smith, uh, UFC one. Everybody, uh, I am a. That I, I am at one second. I am all right. Let's do this. I am. I've got the, like three seconds in. The title card is up. And uh, this is this is kind of exciting because in Shamrock, this is the first person whose name I know. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Shamrock was a well-known guy in Japan. Uh, I, I believe he's billed as uh, the highest-ranking shoot fighter in Japan. Which, uh-huh. for anyone who doesn't know what shoot fighting is, it's basically real fighting. Like instead of you know pro wrestling, shoot fighting would be like guys actually fighting. I, you know, I, I can't hear anything yeah. right now, but I would like to think Ken Shamrock goes by the nickname the Iron Leprechaun. <laughs> nah, it's he's he's the world's most dangerous man. I don't know if he's using this moniker yet. Uh, it may have been something that arose later. Uh, okay. Later, once he did his stint in the WWE. Yeah, but. There, you have. There's a very wrestle a very wrestling feel to this because Shamrock is just wearing the the wrestler tidy tidy underwear kind of look oh, ken shamrock he's full six, hulk hogan 220 pounds from lockford california and uh shoot fighting That's as gregory said what'd you say that lockford california is not a real town i uh, can't believe that i mean i'm gonna trust the ufc here and uh, i spent a couple of days in lockford um and it was, it was good times ken, a lot of ken shamrock <laughs> sounds it they're really giving Ken Shamrock a lot of time on the show right now. They're like, oh, look, we have somebody who people might know. Well, yeah, that, that's because he was, he was the big draw. He was the guy who everyone, who everyone recognized, uh, I guess, at that point. And he was, he was that, that real competitor that everybody thought would really, you know, just dominate. All right. Come Pat on. Smith. Oh, this is it's, it, Oh, boy. It looks like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is coming to the. How old is Russell Westbrook? Good God, <laughs> he's got to be in his late fifties now. What he's doing with these triple doubles is absolutely incredible. Yeah, he had a perfect triple double yesterday. I know. This, yeah, <laughs> the most absurd thing I've ever read in my life. Not my favorite game I've ever watched. Uh, so yes, mm. we have Pat Smith coming to the ring. Also, you know, kind of looks—he's got a little Devin Bookery to him too. He's like the love child of Russell Westbrook and Devin Booker. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely see a resemblance there. I don't think we've got. I love. Here's the t- okay title cards coming up for Pat Smith. This thing goes on a little bit too long. Probably don't need to show us the UFC logo and this little wrestling every guy time. every single time. He's a six foot two, two hundred and seventeen pound Taekwondo fighter from Denver, Colorado. And uh, yeah, he's this is uh, this isn't the longest of the fights it looks like on the card today at, at hometown nine, boy nine minutes and twenty seconds total. For the record, uh, Lockford, California, Gregory. Is, oh my god, is a little bit it's a little bit north of Stockton, California, and it, it's mm. uh, it's between Stockton and Sacramento, so it's inland. You don't want to mess with Stockton. You don't want to mess with that. That's very true. Stock, Stockton, home of Arguably the the uh, some of the the biggest fan favorite fighters of modern day, the Diaz brothers, um, proudly claim Stockton as their home. Um, that's uh, that's that's the only reason I know Stockton, and those two guys are easily in my my top. Uh, you know, as far as favorite fighters go, 
So maybe I guess Lockford's the real deal. Yeah, so if you're going to take one thing, I can't get over Ken Shamrock wearing the wrestling tights. If you're going to take one thing from this podcast, it's don't mess with uh, Stockton. Or Lockford. Honestly, I don't remember. With Lockford. Ken Shamrock literally looks like Vince McMahon just placed him there. Yeah. Like, hey, go do this and then come come, come see me and we'll get this started. Yeah, come make wrestling popular. We'll jump you right into the corporation and then it'll be me, you, and random instances of me teaming with The Rock and Stone Cold and just going back and forth. All right, so uh, Joe Buck Sr. starts his hour and five-minute long introduction for each and every fight as he does. Uh, Pat Smith is hype in the corner, absolutely hype, and, uh, and we're going to get the you know, introduction from Mr. Shamrock. Honestly, honestly, at this point, you know, <laughs> Pat, Pat Smith is has been moving around a lot, waiting, <laughs> waiting there for him. I feel like that's a lot of wasted energy. I mean, I know you want to stay loose, but who is – why is Jim Belushi refing this one? Yeah, it's interesting. Do they do they not do the uh, – I don't know. In, oh, Ken Shamrock, he is intense right now, and this other guy peering over Ken Shamrock's left shoulder is also intense. <laughs> this is – looks to be a great matchup. Pat Smith seems confused. Uh, and Chuck Norris might be behind Pat Smith. This is an incredible, <laughs> incredible group of people. I, I'm excited for what is coming. And uh, this is okay, the most okay. classic '90s look you could possibly yeah. possibly have. That's I love it. True. Hey, do they not do the uh, like the touch gloves thing? Do they? Is that not a UFC thing? That's a, I know it's a boxing thing. It it is now in modern day. In the past, with this this, there wasn't really a touch gloves thing uh, because this was this was all out combat. Like okay. there was. You know, it's built as like basically somebody might die without us saying that somebody might die. So it wasn't like they were looking to build friendships. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so respect for your opponent, very much an afterthought at this point. <laughs> exactly. All right. This is we got more of these kind of I guess the neoprene kind of uh, knee. This is just this is that's a un, very unflattering perspective for Mr. <laughs> Shamrock. That's un, that's unfortunate. Oh. Uh, and they that stuck is with not that. a view that I needed in my yeah, life. Yeah, they stuck with that camera angle far too long. This is a weird position. Do we? Do we? It looks it's, like Shamrock's just raking him across the eyes. It looks like he's essentially in what you would call a full closed guard okay. uh, of Pat Smith. Yeah, uh, much more common, like uh, common now in in the UFC. I don't even think Pat Smith knows. That he's got him in full guard, like oh, he's gonna like go he for the figure known. four leg lock. Figure four leg lock. Figure <laughs> four. Uh, I think it's figure four. Uh, so let me it's, ask. It's, let me ask a question. Going back, <laughs> he's just elbowing his lower leg. Uh, hey. A couple seconds ago, go with that that position with Smith locking his legs around the back of Shamrock, who was on top of him. All of this sounds very homoerotic. Is that is is Smith trying? What is he trying to do by locking? This really looks like a figure four leg lock. This looks like oh, is, <laughs> is that a tap? Oh, tap already. Yeah, tap there it is. Figure four. Yeah, and Shamrock's it's, it's really oh, it's really an ankle hurt. lock or or a, or a toe hold, um, but close enough. I'll take figure four. Uh, you know, with with Shamrock's background. Um, but basically hurt. what he's trying to do is keep him controlled from moving to a different, more dominant position. So when you saw like Hoist Gracie, when you saw him, when he got on fully on top of 
Art Jimerson, mm. his hips were above uh, Jimerson's legs, like, and above his, like, basically he had his ass, uh, like, kind of on the stomach of Jimerson, where Shamrock oh, and his they, hips were they kept still want to go at each it. other. They're not ready to be done. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the Shamrock MO. He's, he, he's always looking to cause issues post-fight, you know, it, it, it's, this is hothead city, but this is what this is what they wanted out of the UFC. You wanted that 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 sort of barbaric action, okay, if that so makes sense. I, I don't think there's any correlation to this to anything. I just want to point out that for whatever reason, through four fights, I believe uh, we are every single one has been a white guy versus a minority. Well, except for except for uh, the Royce Gracie and Arch Emerson, but you still had minorities involved. And uh, the the darker opponent has lost every single fight so far. I mean, I don't really understand the correlation that you're trying to make. I'm, I'm just I'm I just guess. pointing things out. I'm just you know I'm doing my job here as a completely unknowledgeable play by play man. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not I'm not suggesting anything. I'm not saying that there's anything any anything to be drawn from it. I'm just saying that that is what's gone on so far. And Ken Shamrock looks like he still wants to fight. Look at his perfectly quaffed hair. Yeah, that's like, right. He's impressive. just like, like I mean, that that is a wall of hair up top that is just undeniable. Yeah, there's some serious product in that hair. Uh, all right, we're gonna so move, ridiculous. move on to the next fight, which is we're gonna see some uh, see some rematches here. I guess because I guess this we didn't point out, but as we've mentioned, uh, you mentioned in previous episodes, the these earlier UFCs are kind of tournament style. Yes. Yeah, it's a uh, – essentially, it's an eight-man tournament. So to win, you have to fight three times. All right. So... Um, or or to, to win the tournament, you win three times. You fight a maximum of three times. Now, they would have, you know, replacement guys if guys who won got injured and things like sure. that, uh, stand-ins, basically, or standby fighters. Um, right. But the next one is uh, Gordo Rogier, right? It is indeed. I've got that pulled I'm up. I'm at two seconds. All right. Well, let's go. So this is going to be the shortest of all of the fights today, and I'm interested to see how this is going to play out because knowing that it takes about a minute and a half to two minutes to actually start the fight and there's about 30 <laughs> seconds afterwards, that means this fight's going to last about a minute tops. That seems to be Gordo's fashion, though. Think about his first fight. That's, that's very true. I mean, uh, this, this, this guy's, not, this guy's try, not trying to hang out in there very, uh, very often. No, he's got and a lot of stories to rob this evening. Rogier, the stamina of Rogier is just not, you know. I mean, he's he's not looking to stay in there long either. So it's, it's going to be Haymaker City the second the the, the ref starts this up. Well, I think maybe you just gave a little bit something away here. I think that uh, I think I would never. I think from what you've said, Mister Gordo is going to take this pretty quickly. All right, but, but that's I a, we'll, we'll that. find out what happens. We'll find out what happens. Uh, Tanya Harding's Ooh, mom, a is, young Marv Albert, is talking to Marv. Al- yeah, young, is that actually Marv Albert? No, it's not. I was gonna because I almost Albert. said that earlier. <laughs> I, I swear to God, uh, I almost said that earlier. He does look a lot like. Dude, Marv if Albert. I could get, if I could get one of those blazers that they have at the desk with like the little the old school UFC logo right on like the breast. Yeah. I, I I would wear that every day to work. Just go to any Salvation Army, and I'm sure you can find one. <laughs> I'm sure I can find it. All right, so Rogier entering the ring. A lot of sweat coming through the sweatshirt. 
this guy is, uh, you can tell he has already spent, much like we saw earlier, not make, not looking up, not making any eye contact. I don't know if this is an intimidation tactic or what it is, but uh, it's worked for him once. This guy behind him has got a, a stupid a hat on. Hat? Yeah, a stupid hat on. And I, did, I think that said, that's a death row hat? Is that what that, <laughs> it in, might, it in might USC be. colors? I don't very uh, real close up of uh, Gordeaux's mouthpiece, and now they're gonna clean him off with one of those car uh, sponges. Dude, why was it? Uh, why did Heisenberg steal that dude's hat? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that, that's like the per- that's like the perfect hat from Breaking Bad. Oh, Jim Brown again. It seems Here like every time they cut to Jim Brown, he doesn't actually say anything. It's just <laughs> no, it's just the other guy talking. Yeah. He's there simply. He's there simply to qualify this as a sport. I guess like, that's right. It's, it, it, you know what I mean? And he it's, doesn't it's, seem happy about back. being here. No, he does not seem happy. He doesn't seem happy at all. No. All right. So Joe Buck Sr. making the introductions. We have uh, we've only two minutes left in this fight, and it has not yet begun. So this is uh, this is going to be interesting. And you said this is uh, this is a buffer now, right? This take, take Yeah, Mr. Bruce Go-Tree. Buffer. Oh boy, uh, go! What was his name? Rogier. Looks like he has some sort of cut above his eye that's been patched. Uh, I don't know if that's foreshadowing. Seems like a. a and that one doesn't look good. It does not look good. It seems like a little. But I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think where was the blood in that first fight? I mean, I guess, I guess him and him and Zane were were certainly throwing down. Sure. There's a lot of heavy punches in that fight before it ended. All right. If I have to predict what's going to go on here in the next 20 seconds or so. I think Gordeaux is going to land a blow to that that bandaged area. Uh, it's going to start gushing, and this fight is going to be called uh, Rogier just randomly kicking the sky, <laughs> and he is really sweating through that those I mean, high just wasted wild shots. Like, oh, okay, we took, took a shot to the head already. Took a shot to the head already. So, yeah, this guy. Oh, Rogier does not look like he can compete with the more athletic uh, Gerald Gordeaux. Another shot to the face, and Rogier is down. Kick to the head, which was a uh, Gordo's mo. Now just punching him at uh, on the ring. Fight has just not viciously. not been stopped yet, but the, Rogier tries to get up, gets punched back down. Now Gordo is just the, now just just the, the cowering helpless. isn't the best defense. Like it, Rogier looks like he's there is bleeding. It looks like there's some blood on Rogier's uh, shorts. Oh. It looks that's like his face is busted open at this point. Oh, no, it is not. It's just That's just not a good face. He's just an ugly man. Um, oh, and Gerald Gordo has won. This uh, This fight has been stopped it, by the official. That that was a vicious stomp to, to, the, to the, like, stomach, and essentially. Just as quickly as it begins, this fight is over. Uh, we've got two left. The next fight is, uh, is Gracie versus Shamrock. And this is uh, going to be a little bit longer, so we could actually uh, we can actually settle in for a moment before it ends. As soon as you're ready, let me go. No, I'm a second in. I'm pulling it up now. Uh, Royce Gracie, Ken Shamrock, UFC one, uh, November twelfth, nineteen ninety two. November twelfth, nineteen ninety two. I know, it's a very 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 long time ago. You got this thing ready to go? Yep, it's, I have the conga line coming in. Oh, you're, you're ahead of me. So pause for a second. I'll let you know when the conga line appears on my screen. I'm at, I'm at 12 seconds. Okay. It, it, is, it is amazing, um, the conga line. All right, start, I, start I, yourself, I really start wish, yourself. 
I really wish more guys employed the conga line. Yeah. Because I mean it's just it's just bananas to see that. Like <laughs> yeah, it's fun. First of all, and and how many people are in his corner? There's like fifty dudes, and I know they're all his brothers, but it, it's don't, a don't lot be, of don't guys. Be in the corner. Don't be racist. No, it's not, his actual not brothers, necessarily sir. related just because they all look similar. No, they are. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around with you. <laughs> I know. Uh, All right, so Royce Gracie, Ken Shamrock. Uh, yeah, Patrick Swayze is one of the guys in his corner, apparently. This is very exciting. <laughs> Swayze just coming off the success of the movie Ghost. I don't know when, what, I don't know when Ghost came out. But it seems like what, it was what around is crazy is This being the, the, the other semifinal, I mean, with... With these two, Shamrock looks like he didn't actually even go to the back. He's just coming back out, like oh, yeah. completely, completely, like like he was sitting in the stands just waiting. They gave him a towel and a jacket, and he's ready to go. Yeah, he looks pissed off right now. Yeah, but he always, he looks like that now, which is an <laughs> older version of that, an older version of always mad. Fair enough. A uh, ghost was nineteen ninety for the record. All right, so Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg vehicle. Maybe it was Roadhouse. Maybe he had just come off of Roadhouse. Could have been Roadhouse. It could have. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what was going on with Patrick Swayze in 1992. Dude, Ken Shamrock might be one of the scariest looking people in 1992. I would. I, yeah, I would not want to fight this guy. And he's probably 106 I, years old now. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. Who's crazy looks like he just woke up late for high school. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, 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 I, like I, I have a, I have a college exam coming up, and I am not prepared yeah. for it. Like, I stayed up too late playing NCAA 2010. Well, that, you know, the, time, time traveling. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's going way forward. <laughs> I was describing myself more. All right, so here you go. Uh, in, uh, in 1991, Patrick Swayze and uh, Keanu Reeves starred together in a little film called Point Break. Ah, all right. Dude, Swayze, Little Johnny Utah Swayze had a run. He had a run. He went Dirty Dancing, Forget the Next One, Forget the Next One, Roadhouse, Ghost, Point Break. Yeah, yeah. Swayze definitely had a had a good. He, he had he had a, a good streak going. Yeah, well, we haven't. Isn't seen the him. Outsiders in there somewhere? Haven't, the Outsiders has to be like right before that. Haven't seen him in anything lately, so he means nothing to me. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> just kind of fell off the face of the map. About map-wise. that. Oh, what? what? All right, so Shamrock's <laughs> dancing around. He is uh, flexing his pecs. Yeah, there's uh, Joe Buck Sr. making the announcement. I almost said Jack Buck as if it was going to be like his his like random cousin, but that doesn't make as much sense because Jack Buck is dead. You know. All right, so Unless this was Jack Jr. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Little known fact, Patrick Swayze appeared as Private Gary Sturgis in a 1981 episode of the show MASH. What? Was that his first acting credit? It was pretty close. It was pretty. It was his third acting, fourth acting credit behind Skate Town USA, where he played Ace Johnson, was his first role in 1979. <laughs> uh, the Comeback Kid, where he played Chuck in a TV movie. And uh, Return of the Rebels, t- another TV movie. Movie he played uh, Casey Barnes in 1981. Then he gets mad. I need to. 
I need to be so I need to know someone named Ace Johnson. I feel like that's an excellent name. Absolutely. Why why every time Shamrock comes in the middle of the ring does he have eight dudes around him? Because like his entire like, team comes in with They him. all have to stop him from fighting this guy right now. And this this uh uh Royce Royce Gracie, he looks like he knows he's in for some trouble right now. Like he seems concerned. I it's very stoic. Very stoic. Yeah. Right in for the takedown, though. Oh, goes. This is not going to be right. good. Goes right after him. Shamrock now on top. The Outsiders, 1983. <laughs> followed Look at by these kicks. Uh, Look at followed, these kicks. Yeah, just kicks to Gracie just kicking Shamrock's back. Shamrock, like, you have to feel comfortable with yourself to wear those wrestling tights. Yeah, it's a tough look. It is, especially in something like this where you're you're put in a bunch of weird positions. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of grappling involved. You know, a lot of man-on-man touching. I, I don't know. It's it's a little much. I'll tell you what, Ace Johnson's a great name. Can you tell me, Gregory Crone, what Patrick Swayze's name in Dirty Dancing was? Because it's almost equally as amazing. I have no idea, dude. Johnny, oh, Johnny oh. Castle. Honey Castle. Hang on. He uh, Ken Shamrock absolutely tapped. Oh, I did. did you I, see was, this? I mean, I was I was tangentially watching it, but a lot of my attention was honestly on Patrick Swayze's IMDb page. It uh, it cool. does seem like there's only three minutes left. Has, cool. has Shamrock tapped? Because because Royce Gracie. Who's crazy? Who's crazy? Had him in a rear naked choke. He taps like four times, and the ref comes oh, over totally. and breaks it up. And now Shamrock's pissed. Okay, oh, oh, there's a handshake. It's okay. Over. It's over. All right. I, I mean, I I thought Shamrock was going to take this, to be honest with you. But that's it, just... very very interesting, very interesting concept with with clearly tapping, like pounding your left hand on the mat, and then getting up when the ref steps in and acting like I didn't even come close to tapping. Here you go. Here's the replay. Can I tell you what? Ready? I am uh, I am shocked by just how cordial this has been after the fight between Shamrock and Gracie. Yeah, he clearly taps. No question about that. Taps multiple times, it seems like. Yeah. They're, 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 he, hits the, he hits the mat five different times and then looks up <clears throat> at the ref like, why are you stopping it? What is what is required for a tap? Is there a, What is a textbook tap? I mean, really, you're just looking at – really, you're just looking at one or two – one or two hits on the ground. Okay. Uh, so there's, there's or, nothing, or a body part. Nothing uniform. No, and and you can verbally tap as well. Uh, like if you actually just say "I quit," something like that. A uh, really good example of that: Anthony Pettis versus Benson Henderson um, for the UFC lightweight title. Uh, Pettis got Henderson in a really tight uh, armbar and uh, like popped Henderson's elbow, but he didn't have anywhere to tap or any way to tap, so he just yelled. Like kind of, kind of just said. I quit, ref stepped in, game over. Okay. Also, there was a, an old Nintendo game where where the people oh, – I'm looking for it right now. I don't think it was pro wrestling in 1996. It might have been <laughs> WCW wrestling in 1989. Honestly, I don't remember exactly which one. But uh, the phrase, I could give up, was, uh, was said when somebody was tapping or was losing a match. I think <laughs> the audio was just screwed up, and they're like, you know what? Let's not do a second take. That's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going to let that one slide. It probably was a WCW thing, because that seemed to be their MO. Like, let's just let it slide. 
And now we're spending a lot of time with the loser, Ken Shamrock, here, which is <laughs> a little bit surprising to me. But he's clear, like he's clearly the draw because they've given him far more attention than they've given anybody else throughout this. Uh, a this lot game. of screen time for your boy Shamrock. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he came in heavily favored in this. Okay. You know what I mean? And I don't think there was. I don't, I don't necessarily know if there was Vegas betting at this point for, for the UFC, but I would have to imagine he, he came in as, as a heavy favorite to win, win the entire tournament. Yeah, I don't, know how much, I don't know how much action there was on UFC 1 back in 92, but, you know, degenerates are degenerates, and they will gamble on anything, so. I'm sure there was some sort of betting. There has to be. There always was. There always is. All right, let's. So it makes the sports fun. Absolutely. We've got, uh, we've got about 40 more seconds left in this fight. Let's see if I can find some. UFC one betting lines. <laughs> UFC one betting odds. Art Jimerson went off at five thousand to one. <laughs> but he has an amazing name. I would have picked like if you just say, there's, Dude, a, there's a guy named Art. Jimerson you have to fight. find. I will take it. If you have your computer in front of you, please find me his nickname because they say it in the pay per view, and I can't remember. I, I just can't remember what it is. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, no worries. Art like Jimerson. All right, Art Jimerson. The second, the second thing is one glove. All right, let's let's start this final fight because we've got. Uh, I'm at two seconds. All right, I'm I have not even begun it yet. So we've got Royce Gracie and uh, Gerald Gordeaux, and I have begun the fight. All right, Arch Emerson, uh, 1983 National Golden Gloves middleweight champion, fighting out of uh, St. Louis. His nickname, nickname, nickname. Gracie One Glove. Art One Glove Jimerson? No, That's it was before One Glove. All right. Let's, uh, uh, let me just make, do this a little more specific. Art Jimerson? Nickname. <laughs> Not what I thought I would be Googling today, but that's. Perfectly fine as uh, Gerald Gordeaux enters the ring. I mean, he's ready to go. He absolutely is ready. To, absolutely, smoked a pack of marbles reminds while me he's of a, in the back. Reminds me of a young Kevin Pitsnoggle. I that those words mean nothing to me. So me too, buddy. Oh. <laughs> All I've got is one glove. They just keep giving me one glove. Ah, uh, that 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 came. That had to have come after the UFC appearance. They said it in the broadcast when I when I watched this yesterday. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. It's not that important. Oh, conga line. Here we go. Boxing. Yeah. All, all they're giving me is all they're giving me is one glove. Pure. Where is he now? The legacy of the glove. They they people really make a giant deal out of this. Uh, Art Jimerson wearing one glove. Oh my God, that's maybe the most amazing picture of any human being I've ever seen before. This picture of well, Art well, Jimerson dressed as a as a king wearing a crown. And uh, well, the one the one the one glove thing was so preposterous and so sort of like unheard of. I mean, obviously the whole UFC at this point was unheard of, but that that part really was was. Uh, was one of those one of those things where it was like it, it it's an it's iconic now to see you know Coyce Gracie in his gi and black belt and Arch Emerson in his boxing shoes and one glove. <laughs> sure. Okay, so I'm seeing reference to the name King Arthur. Could that be it? Yes. Yes. Also, Arthur King Arthur Jimerson. 
Very, very solid. <laughs> All right, so Joe Buck Sr. making his final announcements of this evening. Uh, we've got about seven minutes left in this fight. I mean, <sighs> this is a... it's crazy to think that these guys fought three times in one night. Yeah. Um, especially now, and that's sort of when when sanctioning and things like that started to come to come about as they as they began to legitimize the UFC. Um, you know, the tournament style sort of disappeared, and it was always just this one and done sort of thing. You really kind of have to give it to to the guys for for being able to even go. Yeah, sure. You know, three fights in a night. It's 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 actually really really incredible. And Gracie but, and Gordeaux both look like uh, no worse for the for the wear at this point. It doesn't seem like either one of them has any significant cuts or bruises from previous fights. I mean, they're ready to go. Outside of Gordo, Gordo's right hand being swollen that they showed right before he, he fought in his second fight. Oh, gotcha. Um, he, he looks he looks pretty good, and you have to think neither of them are really taking any damage. Jimerson was literally nothing. Hmm. Um. And Gordo knocked out uh, the sumo guy within, you know, what, 15 seconds in that first fight with a kick. And then Rozier gave him almost nothing. And Shamrock really didn't do any damage to Gracie. So uh, very unscathed, uh, to be honest, to get to get through this. How much longer, how many more of these do we have where it's this kind of uh, tournament style? Um, We got a while or is it just a couple? There's definitely there's definitely a good number of them. Okay, it does start to dwindle once you start to get closer to like the double digits, all right, um, and into the early double digits. So things will obviously change. Um, but but the tournaments the tournaments were the draw. That's that's what brought everybody in, and and then eventually eventually they they move everything around uh, once they start to legitimize. Like, grabbing the fence. Look at that. Yeah. The ref's the jumping right in. I will give I will give him credit there. He was coming right in to to let Gordo know that that is not allowed. Gordo's the king of what would now be considered illegal, and then also illegal then. Yeah, is it kicking is, down opponents? What is the benefit of grabbing the fence? Is that sort of just a, a get a leverage thing, get a little more strength? Yes, stabilizing. Okay. You know, because it's I mean, if you look at Gracie, Gracie's clearly trying to get him on the ground to get him into to to where he feels more comfortable. And by being able to leverage and hold himself up using the cage, um, he, he certainly gets an advantage. What a, what a, it seems you know, like, quick it seems like Gracie just keeps transition. headbutting. Yeah, there, there's definitely there's definitely a little bit of that for sure. Um, a lot of it's just to to try and wear out his opponent as much as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, keep okay. keep him keep it right in his face. I'm I'm excited Uh-oh. for more of these tournament kind of things because I feel like. I feel like we got for as amazing as this was, and uh, Gracie is on top of Gordo right now. Seems to have him in some sort of prone position. Uh, as, as exciting little as this rear was, naked choke as action. much fun as this was, I feel like we got a little bit cheated in that there weren't. We didn't really get to see the the increasing destruction of these people's bodies as they went along. You know, as we said, they were pretty much unscathed. And Gordo has a there it tapped is. out multiple times, a lot of continuing tapping. to we're not, tap. We're not, we're not. We're not letting go of that choke. So, okay, so these all, all of these fights tonight, and uh, Royce Gracie is uh, the UFC 1 champion, uh, and I, I think, am I saying, it's, it's a Hoist Gracie, is that correct, I'm saying it right? Yeah, so so with with the Brazilian guys, it's, uh, the R is, like, silent for, for their names. So, 
But don't worry, because you've never seen slash heard of him before. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm not too worried about it. The crazy, the, the, and, and for the entire broadcast, they call him Royce Gracie. Fair. So you're, you're, not, you're not alone. <laughs> All right. Well, again, very cordial after the fight. Very surprised. Oh, he just kissed his brother uh, <laughs> on the cheek. That was a, a sweet moment between two men who love each other very much. Um, Royce Gracie, Hoist Gracie is our, is our champion <laughs> of UFC one. And, uh, Gordo's just kind of standing in the corner awkwardly talking to somebody else, uh, being, being put up on the shoulders of his brothers right now. <sighs> it was, uh, it was interesting. Is this, this was an interesting experience, Gregory, uh, getting to watch the, the very, very beginning moments of the, uh, the UFC. It is it is very funny to to sort of re-experience it with somebody who has never seen these fights before, because I mean it's you know I've obviously, I've seen a lot of these fights multiple times, yeah. but to, to hear the sheer excitement in, in in your voice as you watch the the ridiculousness of this of of this you oh know, my god all right Eugene these Levy. matchups it's great Eugene Levy from American Pie <laughs> standing next to Hoist Gracie as uh, as Gracie is giving some sort of interview. This is very, very there's exciting. There's 50,000 people in the octagon. Lot, yeah, there are. A lot of celebrities in the crowd. A lot of celebrities. Marv Albert was here. D'Angelo Russell was here. Ray Malaluga. Ray, yeah, Levin Ray Malaluga. You can't, can't forget about him. And uh, there's yeah a lot, of, uh, a lot of interesting hairstyles. And, uh, and Gracie's our champion. We have uh, about 90 seconds left as you know he's talking about the incredible achievement of beating up three men over the course of three hours. Uh, when do we start, when do we start seeing fights actually go to the judges? How long does that, take? Uh, you know, it, it, it does take a little bit of time. Um, I don't know exactly when it starts. I'm trying to think, um, but it's certainly, it's certainly uh, not, not not very soon if I if I if I remember correctly. You know, follow up Once question they to start that, to get follow up question to that. Were these were these timed? Because we I don't think we ever saw any timers. The only fight that I saw any time was the first Rogier fight. Okay. Rogier versus Zane uh, Franklin, right? Franklin Zane was Zane Was Zane Taylor? Zane, I, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Uh, I um, don't want to disrespect any of these great fighters. Uh, it was, a good point. It, it was, in fact, Zane. So neither of us was right. Zane Frazier. Ah, I was close. I said Franklin. And I, um, I said Taylor. I feel like I feel like we both we both got close. And that's yeah, what's what exactly. makes us a great team is together. Uh, you get you get Frazier. Uh, I think there was there was definitely timed rounds. Unfortunately, because of the severe lack of you know. Uh, uh, stamina. Mm. They, they, they didn't. They didn't go to the round very often. Right, well, but that's the only time I remember seeing a clock in any of those fights. All right. So, a quick recap. What was uh, What was your favorite fight of the evening? What did you enjoy the most? <laughs> what did I enjoy the most? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think the most the most ridiculous one um, probably had to be the uh, <laughs> the G- Gerard Gordo. Tela Tuli fight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, ju- just based on the complete difference in, in in you know appearance and body structure and obviously skill as well. Uh, yeah. Plus the ending of that fight is just so so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the referee minutes, calling a timeout. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. 
Ah, oh, you're right. That was not, that was not scary. And that's that that goes down as the first fight in in UFC history, and it is just just absurd beyond absurd. Like <laughs> a ridiculous display of striking and very precise striking, because that that kick and follow up punch. I mean, they're dead on. They're that that's. That that's that's a trained guy for sure. It would in in Savat or however they want to say Kyokushin, just just really knowing exactly where to land a punch. And Thule had absolutely nothing for him outside of trying to bully him against the cage, and it just did not work. Well, and I don't know. I think I remember this correctly, but there were only two blows thrown in that first fight. There was the kick and then the punch, and it was over, right? I mean, really, there was a couple slaps here and there it, while Cooley was rushing in, but 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 nothing nothing that really did anything, nothing that really did any significant damage uh, until that that kick and that that punch. I mean, that's that's about as nice of a uh, walk off knockout as you're gonna get. All right, all right. So uh, so that's UFC one, the the very 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 first. Uh, I'm looking to see where what we're going to have for you guys next week. Uh, but honestly, I don't exactly remember how I got to that particular screen in the first place. So, uh, Gregory, tell me, I, obviously logic says UFC 2 comes after UFC 1, but is there anything else in the middle of that? No, UFC 2 would be up next, and, and it, it features the return of the champion to looking to defend his belt. Um, or, well, I guess there's not really a belt. Looking to defend his title. Looking like name, to defend I guess. his honor. Yeah, honor works. All right. Uh, yeah, Hoist Gracie returns uh, in UFC 2. All right, well, uh, this was awesome. I hope you guys uh, had fun watching along with us. Uh, congratulations to Hoist Gracie for, for winning this <laughs> thing some 15, some 25 years ago. Oh, my God. And uh, we'll be back here next Friday with uh, us talking over UFC 2. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening.